What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone. So today I have a very special guest joining us in my eyes. He's a Bravo liberty. Um, please welcome a fellow podcast host, David Yontef. Hi, David. Bravo liberty. Such a warm <laughs> welcome you're giving me here. How are you? Thank you for I'm, having me, AJ. I'm great. It's just great to have you on as one of my very first, I'm going to call you a Bravo liberty guest. I, I think it's really exciting for me. And I think my listeners will really appreciate it. Where are you in the world? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in California, um, in the Bay Area, the Silicon Valley. So nice. where are you at? You're in New York, right? I am in New York City. I am okay. in the heart of Chelsea. Gay Pride is going on outside my window today as we speak. Oh, and wow. I am not. I was in the Hamptons staying with Miss Elise Slane, a friend of from Roni. Yes. And... I did that for like the whole week and it just, if I stayed with Elise all the time, as fun and exciting as that would be, the Behind the Velvet Rope five day a week interview podcast would be not five days a week. I got like no work done. So I- (laughs) You would be off your game. (laughs) I am going to be off my game and I am paying for it this weekend and I am just- I am gay. I am proud every day of the week and I am not participating in the festivities. Today, I was out drinking late last night as well. I love that. Yes, I was out drinking last night. I got my fair share of pride. I didn't get to go last year, um, obviously, because of COVID, but um, it was very nice to be out there in the scene. And um, but yes, I'm obviously very excited to sit down here and talk with you about Housewives. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. It's an open book, I tell people when I go on other podcasts. So I will answer 98% probably of what you asked me. When you said that, I was very, very excited. So, um, so I just want to say a little bit about. I mean, you're you've had people on your podcast like Tamra from Orange County, um, the Dubros, uh, Marge from New Jersey. I mean, you've been doing it since 2019, I believe. I've been listening to it since 2019. What made you decide to step into podcasting? Like, what was that? What was the decision behind that? What made you decide to get into it? So I have like a, such a varied background, and I do my side hustle is I do consulting for podcasters, either people that a want to start a podcast mm-hmm. B, people that have existing podcasts and they just can't grow them. So that's a long way of me saying I went to law school. I graduated. I used to practice corporate tax law. And then I finally stopped practicing law and I fell into recruiting and I had my own recruiting company. So I worked at all these companies that kept merging. I worked at Martha Stewart. I worked at like a large division of advertising for Omnicom. Wow. And when my last company merged where I ran like hiring and HR, it was just enough, you know, like shared services always gets laid off during mergers. And it was just like, I had had a company, I had my own recruiting company that I sold. So that afforded me the like, now I don't want to do this anymore. So I left law, had my own company, sold that, then went in-house. I'm like, for the third, fourth time, I now need to reinvent myself and I don't know what to do. And I had the luxury of not working because I sold a company. So when I was not working, which 
I didn't know how long that was going to last. I've always been a fan of reality TV right from the beginning. We're talking The Hills, Lauren, you know, the Lauren, Kristen, Stephen Love Triangle up at night, Paris and Nicole on The Simple Life. Like, how are they going to treat this family next week? These were the shows that I loved. So, and I also loved Desperate Housewives and I loved the OC with Misha Barton. So when this show started called the Orange County Housewives and everyone's like, it's part Desperate Housewives and it's part, you know, the OC and it's reality. I'm like, sign me up. And I also was there for like Queer Eye and other Bravo shows right, in the on beginning. Bravo. Mm-hmm. So like when I wasn't working and I was in between gigs, I was like, I, this isn't like, I don't like sitting around and talking about things. I am a doer. That is just how I do things. So I'm like, I am just going to meet these people. Now, yes, it helps that I live in New York city. So mm-hmm. we had Jersey housewives. We have summer house. We have Jersey shore. We have anything, New York housewives, anything that's filmed here, we have access to, listen, this is not the nineties. Like if you want to find someone, all you, you got to go do <laughs> is stay on an Instagram story. Some people call it stalking. I call it like I am, I get results. Right. Um, so I did that and I kept going to places, you know, like, listen, like Teresa Judice Judice has a book signing and mm-hmm. it's just like, if you, it's organic. I kept going to these places where these housewives were going to be and just slowly, like they're human beings. So like you do start to get to know them mm-hmm. and it's not as hard as people think. If you show up enough, like you get phone numbers and the next thing, you know, like you're kind of hanging out with the housewives. So that is kind right. of what happened. <laughs> I kind of went from fan to friend, very organic. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to like everybody. Like Margot Josephs and I are good friends. That's not calculated. It's just, she's wonderful and we bond. So I was friends with these housewives. And when I would hang out or be in situations, I would just say, there's no cameras. This is in between filming. Because listen, I get invited. I just went to a New Jersey filming last week. Those aren't the fun times for someone like me. People are like, you know, go up and say something to Teresa, get on the show. Sweetie, it doesn't work that it's way. It's not like there's that. So many, <laughs> no, first of all, you'll be kicked out and you'll never be invited back. And second of all, there's so many cameras around the women when they're filming a scene, you can't even get close. Mm-hmm. So it's when they're not filming, I'm like, now I get to hang out with my friends and I'm like, wait, like, does anyone see that one just fell off the chair drop? That one just went home with someone. And I'm like, these little stories are actually where the gold is. It's in between the seasons. Now, of course, if anything, we're that confidential. Like I've been in car rides where someone's like saying like, you know, this isn't for a podcast. And I'll be like texting, not even paying attention. And they'll be like, it'll be like a delayed reaction. Like you get punched in the face and you realize it 20 minutes later. It's like, oh, Teresa's saying to me, yeah, I'm like, I'm not dumb. Like if someone's (laughs) going to talk about a divorce or something major, of course, I would never say it on the podcast, but there's enough, there was enough fun little stories of who's, what are these people like off camera? So when I started my podcast, that is where the behind the velvet rope name came from. It's like, let me take you behind the velvet rope. I will tell you what happened last night at the Regency when I was sitting at the bar with Ramona and Luann till 4 a.m. The talk, the fights, when Harry walked in, I'm going to tell you about that. It's kind of like Williams style approach of like, Wendy keeps hanging out and you know, I'm going to talk about this, but you trust me. And yes, maybe there's not really been any major casualties for that. But, you know, of course, you're taking a risk and like certain things in the beginning, I was more nervous about. But it was kind of like a Wendy Williams and a like my life on the D list. 
is kind of how it started. Like I'd be in Luann's apartment and we're friends, but the next day when she has to go film or something, it's like, darling, get out of my way. So it's kind of like, yeah. you've come so far. It's just like this. So those were the inspirations and it was going to be two days a week. One day was going to be a little story and one day was going to be an interview and let's start small because my podcast wasn't where it was. That's really why it started. I, I was hanging out with these people and I'm like, this has to be a business. Margo Josephs used to say to me, sweetie, this is great. And I was like, I, I do want a business. I just don't know what. And it just was like, it came to me like, this is probably a podcast. And my pilot episode of Behind the Velvet Rope was me in Florida at a dinner with Ramona Singer, Kelly Dodd, Rick Leventhal, and Dolores Catania. I that remember was that. <laughs> right. So you remember that. And I recorded it. And after I recorded it, I said, oh, this is this is not bad. You know, because I didn't know. And then I said, I don't know if anyone cares. Is this? And I put out the first episode. And man, people care. They're like, wait, like Rick was there. And Rick was interacting with Dolores. And what was Ramona like? I'm like, yeah. Ramona had a Branzino and two martinis at her table before any of us even sat down. So <laughs> these little details and I'm like, okay, a show is born here. This is something. So that's how it started. And then during COVID, it just exploded. And my stories are now on the paid Patreon site, not a shameless blog. If you want to hear about what happens with these people, sorry, you have to pay. We've come a long way here. When I'm here and you want to know things, I will talk. I don't talk on my own show. I ask questions and then I shut up. It's not about me. Every now and then I might say, I get it. I'm like that too. I wake up early. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. And I think that's a mistake in listening to a lot of other interview podcasts that a lot of interviewers make. They interrupt the guest. And my podcast has gotten a ton of press. It's been in like TMZ. And, and you learn that skill too of like, when someone is talking, nobody gives a fuck what <laughs> David Yontef has to say. Like, it's not my ego. Yes, the podcast has become a big thing. But like when Heather Dubrow is saying, never say never, and maybe one day I'll go back to the OC, anything I say in the middle of that, or it, like, and people are like, oh, there's awkward pauses. I'm like, there's not. Like I am shutting up until I am sure that guest is done talking because I want every word of what they are saying. So it's really not become about me at all. I am literally a journalist now. I have opinions, but I keep them to myself. It is not, I can say it here today, but on my own show, it's not up to me to say, I am team no one. I'm not team Candace. I'm not team Monique. I'm not team Whitney. I'm not team Lisa Barlow. I have people on back to back that absolutely hate each other. And I am sorry, that's my job. And it, I have been in a lot of awkward situations. Yes. Where people are like, that's my enemy. Why did you have her on? I thought we were friends. And it's like, I am a Gemini and I separate business and pleasure <laughs> And everyone else is getting their coins. This is how I get my coins. Right. And I mean, I think I was going to say that's that's pretty much what you have to do. You can't pick the sides. You have to just go in. And I think you've done a great job of that, in my opinion. Thank you. Because, I mean, that's really, it's not easy. You know, it's like, and this is true also, I really do judge people based on their before, the during, and the after for the interview. You know, so I really have to say, yes, of course I have preferences. I have a preference between Lisa Barlow and Whitney, a clear preference. I have a preference between Monique and Candace. I will not reveal that, but <laughs> that does not come from necessarily the TV. It comes from how did Candace treat me 
during the interview? How did she treat me after? I mean, first of all, I love everyone I just mentioned. I love Candace and Monique, but right. <laughs> it's like, so I don't care what you say about Candace and the fact that you hate her and what she does on Twitter. I'm really very much like, if you Google my name, you'll see a thousand things. And so I really believe I am treating you here today, AJ, one-on-one. So when someone says something about you, I will remember this interaction, our texting, and that is what I am basing it on. And when you wrong me, don't get me wrong. I'm not shy. There's lots of housewives (laughs) I can say I fucking hate, but until you wrong me as a person, I don't want to get emotionally invested. So whatever people are saying about Candace on Twitter, that's just, it's, I stay out of that. And I don't even read it. I am so busy preparing for my show that if you are not a guest on my show or like that franchise, I don't read it. So like, I just had Sutton Strack from Beverly Hills on up to the point that Sutton Strack came on my show. I was up on every tweet, email, text, blog, the episodes. When Sutton was done recording, I said, we do not have Beverly Hills coming. No, no, no new guests for the next 14 days from Beverly Hills, past or present. So I don't care. Whatever's being said about Erica, I don't care. I don't want to read it. There, I, I just don't have the time. So, I mean, listen, I still know what's going on, but like, yeah, you got to stand and know. <laughs> right. And if someone from the past came on, like, I don't know who, you know. Let's pick uh, Carlton from Beverly Hills. I mm-hmm. still want to talk about current stuff. So the day we book Carlton, now I have to go and fucking catch up on Beverly Hills. <laughs> but after Sun, we had Ellie, and I have a lot of Roni people coming up. Um, now I got it. I don't really get involved on like Candace did this on Twitter and it was anti this. I don't care. I just, when it's cut to my show, not from an ego point of view of just the, like, there's no time left in the day. It's all about preparing for my show. And my show isn't all just Bravo. It's really, that's another thing not to talk a lot, but my show (laughs) was heavy Bravo when it started. And I, from someone who ran a successful business and sold it, I had a moment of like this, not a smart business model. It's not. We have moved out of just reality TV. Like I do have like a lot of pop culture icons. Like I have like Janice Dickinson. Okay, she's reality TV also. But like a lot of designers like Isaac and Mizrahi. So it really, and I have a lot of actors and actresses coming up that are real legitimate. Some names are so big that I, I don't even understand. There's two of them that they're older but their names, like they're both actresses, comedic actresses, but their names that like, I don't care if you're a millennial, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, chances are, you know, these two You'll people. Know. And I'm like, I don't even understand how these people came on my show. So it really is more than just reality TV. Yes, it is 85% Bravo and always will be. That seems to be what my brand really is. But I mean, <laughs> I've, I've, look, we're never going to have a politician. I would have Omarosa who's in politics because she's tied to Celebrity Apprentice. I would have, you know, someone, it has to have like a pop culture reference. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So I did stalk you a bit only because I was going to have you on and I I realized me any day you want, but um, (laughs) so I saw um, a picture of you at the famous season 10 New Jersey finale with Marge. And I just want to know, because we were talking about, being in those social scenes, what was it like to be a fly on the wall in that kind of a reunion setting? 
Well, so you have to, now this is what happens to me because I go to so many things like, and, and I also drink a lot of vodka. I <laughs> need to go back. So it wasn't right. This was that party that I was at, at the shore and Melissa and Joe's quote unquote house where the glass broke and we found out that Teresa, right. Or that's what you're talking about. This is that. the, yeah. The one where, um, she flipped off the producers. Yes. That was, you know, that was, listen, it was down at the Jersey shore, which is nowhere close to Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, I was not even invited to that party by Marge. I was invited by my ex friend, which one day I will on my Patreon, give a whole thing about, but I was invited by my ex friend, Miss Jennifer Aiden to that event. That is how I got there. And I it was really the Jersey shore is not as close to New York city as people think. So like I brought, I never bring people. Cause it's just like, you're inviting me. Like it's not my place, but I was like, can I bring a friend? Because like, this is really far and I need someone to drive me. <laughs> and of course I wanted to go. It was really like, that's the thing. Like I tell people it's not fake. Like, you know, producers might say, yeah, of course. Like, this person's coming on and we're going to say it's this person's friend. Okay. Like just cause they know that person the best, or they'll say like, here's the new girl. Now, like this happened the other night in filming. They said like, Jackie, you need to go film a scene with this person. It's organic. They said, you two need to have a conversation, go sit down and we're going to film it. So that's not fake. It's situational putting people in situations. I mean, look, you think who answers their phone on speakerphone 24 hours a day. I mean, every reality no. show does <laughs> yeah. this. You know, like when you're driving in your car, yeah, there's cameras attached to the car. Otherwise, how would we get these shots? But so it was real. I mean, it was like, we went to a party. Like we didn't really, we, I, I knew Danielle. I was actually, we were early and Jen's like, don't come yet. So my friend and I went into town. And here's, I don't even know if I ever said this. We went into town and we went for a drink. We were sitting like on the top of this thing. And like the next thing we know, we look next to us. And that was the scene where Danielle had to like walk down the street. She had to walk down the street five times to get the shot. And that was that scene between Danielle and Melissa where Melissa's like, no, Teresa's done with you too. Oh Remember that scene like three or four times. So we oh, were, we didn't know this scene was being filmed. Like we were just invited to the party. So there we go for drinks and we're like, holy shit. Like there's fucking Danielle. Yeah. So that it's stuff like that, that you find out where it's like, well, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna talk about this. That like, did, like I, I was at a party for pride for Marge two weeks ago. Jennifer Aiden wasn't invited. The new girl who's oh, wow, interesting. trying. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell, but this, so this stuff is out there and they're also trying out two people, one of which is Tiki Barber's wife. So she was there. So I'm like, I'm not going to reveal that this could be the new New Jersey housewife, like, but it's all over the place now. So things Mm -hmm. slip out and then I'm like, but that thing about Danielle didn't slip out for a while. And I'm like, it's not my place to say that. Like when it comes to filming and production, I'm like, listen, I tell people, you don't want me to tell you everything because if I get caught off at the knees, there'll be nothing to tell. And the stuff that I do tell is enough <laughs> that it's a lot of it is confidential. So it's like, right. you just learn what's, but so that party was crazy. I remember I was in a room eating something and drinking something and Margaret walked in. Cause of course a lot of stuff gets edited and Margaret right. walked in and 
this was not in the show, but she turned to me. She's like, and don't you like her shit on social media anymore? Like, she actually yelled at me <laughs> and walked away. She was talking about Danielle. And I mean, I, I knew that wasn't like, that's not going to be in it. It's not, not in the story, yeah. but it was just she funny. was pissed. <laughs> she was like, and she was like screaming about Danielle. And she's like, and don't you like her stuff anymore? Enough. Like, choose your loyalties. And I'm like, okay. But no, that was an intense party. Like, it was, that was all real. The glass, Teresa being upstairs. No one saw Teresa after that. It was real. And I mean, her face, like, just going back and watching that. I mean, I rewatched it before season 11 came out. And just watching her face at that party, like, I think it's like, you could totally tell that it was just like, she was kind of caught red-handed in a way. Like, I was watching and I was like, wow, like, she looks genuinely shocked. Like, she had no idea what was going on. And I was like, that was kind of one of those moments where I realized, wow, this show is definitely not made up because Teresa looks caught off guard just as much as we look caught off guard, right? I mean, totally. And then when it wraps, because it does wrap, mm -hmm. then that was really the the end. So then it's like, hey, Trey, can I have a picture? This one wants a picture. But then, I mean, I have to say, Teresa then sat there and took pictures with the entire cast and crew. I mean, think about it. Like they've, mm -hmm. another season is wrapped. So the cameramen are like, we want a picture with Trey. Yeah, we've worked with her for, you know, 13 mm -hmm. years, 10 years, but we still, and she was gracious. I mean, I've had mixed experiences with Teresa, but okay. she's gracious <laughs> and took pictures with everyone. And so then it's like, it wraps and she's upset, but she's still down there and like, you know, and it's, so it really, it's real. I mean, I, I love, and that's, that is the thing that when I have people on my show, why I think a lot of people love my interviews, because I don't like, especially with Clubhouse. I don't know if you're in Clubhouse now. That's a whole nother. Like, oh, yeah, I that. don't, mm -hmm. I can't for me. And this is no judgment for people that have a, re a recap podcast. I can't talk about the show as if it's real life. Like I, on my show, break the fourth wall. So like mm -hmm. when Candace is on, we talk about a lot of stuff. I keep going back to Candace Dillard from Atomic, but like <laughs> one of the questions is when your head is on that, that table or your hair is being pulled, like where is Bravo? Like where are the cameramen? Mm -hmm. And she's like, she's like, no one's asked me that. Like, I can't pretend that that's real. It is real. It happens. But I want to take it out of that. Like, did Bravo wait three minutes? or 30 minutes to come in and break up this altercation? Were they saying, were, were people sticking up their hands and saying, no, 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 don't, don't mm -hmm. let it happen. That's this, and Candace is like, no one's ever asked me that. I'm like, so that's where my mind goes. And I think that's why it still is, even though I'm doing these interviews every day, it still is like behind the velvet robe because I want to break the fourth wall. Like, let's just talk about the real life of it's not fake, but what really was happening in that mm -hmm. moment, like, were you scared? Like, where, like, were you afraid or were you like, this is being filmed, so I'm going to be protected? Just, I mean, just using right. that as an example, but same thing with like a lot of other examples. So what goes on in your mind when you're watching the show? Do you obviously always think of that or are you thinking about the next step for who to interview, like who to talk, like what's the process of picking the next person to come on the show, basically? Everything, really. Everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it and then you do, like you do, of course, then like, I mean, I still 
I do subconsciously, I think, am affected by the characters because you do gravitate towards Mm -hmm. like, and that's a strange thing because when everyone's like, who's your favorite housewife? Like Jennifer Aiden and I used to be very good friends. I mean, I used to be at her house sleeping. Yeah. Can we talk about this, by the way? (laughs) We'll come back to the second, but this is like, so we don't speak to each other now. It's mutual. But so I can say as a person, I think she's like, no, thank you. Do I think season three was probably her best season yet? Especially knowing her, I thought like she lightened up. Like, so I could say I know her and she's so desperate for the fame and so desperate to hang on Mm -hmm. that season one, she tried and she still tried this season. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but like, it was funny. She had funny moments. So I can say, I don't like you at all as a human being, but you were good for the show. I still would like to make a prediction. I think season four, you've heard it here first. My prediction is this is Jennifer's last season. I think she's, this is, they're going to get rid of her after the season. That's my prediction. Mark I kind of feel the same way, actually. It's, I just, and this is where like, that's the stuff I think about. And people mm-hmm. say, no, 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 no. I'm like, I feel like I think about how it works and why. And let's not kid ourselves. Like they craft it so they can get rid of you. Like Dorinda. Now, if Dorinda came to the reunion and said, I have to say, first, I want to apologize to Tinsley. I watched this. I am mortified. It's not that Dorinda was so out there. It's that she didn't change. So like the reunion is not your closure for the season. It's your audition for the next season. And so if Dorinda came back, she basically, we saw, was going to be the same angry Dorinda. So how would that have worked with Ebony? She would have steamrolled Ebony, you know, maybe, but it like, it would have been too much. So when there's no change of you as a person, your story is done. Mm -hmm. So that's part of, but I don't even know what my point was about, oh, so how do I pick? So listen, I want everybody at all times and side characters. And I literally, (laughs) this is how I'm so busy. Someone's like, isn't doing five shows a week a lot. I always say, doing five shows a week and I have a Saturday Patreon bonus show doing six shows a week is not a, it's a lot, but that would be a dream. It's that my mind thinks so fast. So I'm like, I want this one. I want this one. And I put so much out there that a lot of stuff comes back. And I'm like, now I'm so fucking stressed out because (laughs) now I have to interview 13 people this week. And I really truly believe that time kills all deals. So what right. am I going to say? I just had Luann on like, sorry. Like I, I know Luann. I know Luann very well. Luann doesn't really do podcasts. She doesn't. She did one or two or three and she did me a solid because we, uh, she knows me. And I've been building up to this. Like when the season comes back, Lou, buddy, my friend, you're going to do this. And then that came down of like, Luann is free tomorrow at 3 p.m., would you like to do it? Now I knew if I said no, we would still be trying to schedule it. So it's like, yeah. but then saying yes, now that is hours of work. Cause now I have to prepare. Like I know Luann, I know what's, but now I really got to get into like, what are my questions? And so doing six shows a week is not bad. It's the, a lot happens at once. And I try not to book. I'm really into like, I don't necessarily need to book anyone, but then things happen. And I'm like, I I can't help myself. I cannot help myself. I have to talk. So it's a little (laughs) bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything. And then if someone cancels, I'm like, you want to do this in three weeks? Great. That's even better. 
So it's like everything I watch and that's how I get ideas. And like, my mind is always thinking and a lot passes. Like when the Hills new beginnings came back, I fucking love the Hills. (laughs) I, it's not because it's the original, but it's good. I put it out there to MTV and then I'm so busy. Like I don't have time and I have a team that helps, but like nobody had time to do the B list. So like Brody Jenner didn't get right back. So it's like, now we're three weeks into it. Fine. I'll take the Hills people. I had one person we've, we've moved on. So I move on just as quick as I want you. I still want you, but I move on. Cause it's like, I've got a lot of other thoughts in my head. Has there ever been a moment where, cause I just, this, this would in the future, this would probably make my heart drop, but like, has there ever been a moment where you've asked a question of a housewife or somebody, I'm just going to say, let's say a housewife and it's just totally backfired. And you've been like, Oh shit. And you kind of have that moment internally where you freak out. What, as far as like on air, like they're upset with me? No, just like an awkward question that they just maybe don't want to talk about or um, something uncomfortable. I mean, I can't imagine anything to be too bad for them to not talk about only because they're on a show, but um, just an uncomfortable question, basically. Yeah. Okay. So I can say a couple of things and this isn't, I wasn't aware of this. I didn't necessarily set out to do this. I mean, I kind of did, but my style, which if you look at like the Apple reviews and like what people consistently say, and I'm like, you're right. This is my style. People have said it to me on air. Like my style is I will, I ask very intrusive, very person. Listen, if there is, this is why people listen to my show. If there is Mm -hmm. a question that has to be asked, unless I am specifically told not to, which that's a whole different category, which we can get into. Mm-hmm. I have to ask it. I have, like, I have to, like, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to build up to the awkward questions. And I have to say, A, I've gotten much better at that after doing this for two years, you have to ask, but people say in the reviews and it is even people, the guests say, like I had Tawny Katane on it's, I don't miss she's from like the video Vixen from the eighties, the white snake video. I mean, she revealed on my show that she dated Harvey Weinstein back in the day. And she literally, as I asked it, she's like, why am I going to answer this question? Cause I said, tell me someone scant, like someone you dated that nobody knows about. And she has a book coming out and she's like, she started answering and she stops herself. She's like, why am I answering this for you? And she's like, <laughs> you know, you have a way of just, and that is my way. Like I will, I just have a way of disarming you and making you feel comfortable. It's not formal. And then I slip in what we need to get to. So yes, I do have situations where I am like, yeah, in my heart, it is pounding less, but there are questions that I'm like, these are the ones that like, I, first of all, I really hope you answer, but like, we are building up to this and like, yes, I am fucking cringing inside after I answer, but I ask, I ask. And sometimes if it's really offensive, I will make a joke out of it. Or I will almost say like, you know, you don't want to tell us this here today. As far as answering your question of an awkward moment, believe it or not, the only awkward moment I can think of truthfully was I just, this was episode just aired. I had Amber Childers on who I love when someone Uh checks a lot of boxes. She was in you. If anyone hasn't seen the show, you it's brilliant with Penn Bagley from gossip girl. Amazing. It's amazing. So she plays a complete psycho Candace. She was on the first two seasons. So right there, 
I want her because she's a real actress and it's helped. It has helped me get other real actresses. A lot of these actresses and actors, they like, you know, they don't want to hear about fucking Countess Luann on your podcast. They're like, who have you had on? You need to be like Michael Fishman from Roseanne. He played DJ Connor. And so I was thrilled to have Amber just for that lesson. She's was married to Randall Emmett. She's divorced from Randall. There was a lot of drama between her and Lala when she first, when they first got together, were they still married? So I knew, listen, she was in All My Children. We can ask about Susan Lucci. I just knew that she's an actress and she's not on Vanderpump Rules. And her and Lala and all that, the last it was really written about, they've moved to a decent place. So I was like, I doubt she's going to want to. And so I had to, but I'm like, I, this is, I'm a Bravo 85%. Like I cannot not ask about Lala and Randall. Mm -hmm. That was, I mean, she accused Lala of being a whore and a home wrecker, all this stuff that's (laughs) out there. So when I asked her that, I said like, you know, do you, I, you couch things in a certain way. Like I said, like, do you find it strange? This is where I think the lawyer in my practice helps. Like, do you Mm -hmm. find it strange that like, like, do you get DMs from people that are so invested and have an opinion on your kind of ties to reality TV? Which you know what I was talking about? And she was on All My Children, which we talked about. I said, you know, soap fans and Housewives fans and like Vanderpump fans are so, they're in it. So I, that was my way of asking and just easing into it of like, do you get these DMs, like hate DMs or whatever? And then she said something like, yeah, well, like I am removed. It's not my life. Like I'm an actress. So it didn't land so well, but I still wasn't okay. I'm like, I need to go a little further, even though that reception was not okay. <laughs> and I was like, I said something like, you know, well, do you find it shocking? Like, I, I always play good cop, bad cop. Like, do you find it shocking, right. like, as an actress that, like, you know, this is part of your life? Like, people are talking about you in the press with Randall and Lala. I'm like, I, I need to mention these names. And she's like, honestly, I would rather just not answer that question. And her, we, we, we came out of it. Like, that's where it wasn't, it's not awkward to me because I've been doing this for so long. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I'll pat myself on the back. I think that's what makes me great at my job. Like I feel a lot of people can't do these interviews. I hand to God, like I've listened to other podcasts. If you have someone on your podcast, that's a recap podcast. And you do a 15 minute interview once a week, that is different than 325 shows where I interview people for an hour or more on average a day. It's a whole set of skills. And I just think, so that's why, whether that episode is highly rated or not, to me, it's like, I wouldn't want to change the content of my podcast because these are the skills that I actually want to develop. I do not want to develop and be the one like Dumas that you go to for gossip. I don't believe all this gossip. I don't, I don't, Unless Erica Jane says something. And even then I don't believe half the things that my guests say, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to speculate. And so every time I see a podcaster say like, I'm breaking drama, like you're breaking nothing. Like you're breaking nothing unless your wife or husband or girlfriend is in the inner circle. I don't believe any of what you're about to say. To me, it's just like clickbait. That's just me. So I'm okay believe it or not, when she said that, but I have to say we had such a great warm love 
And then for the last like 15 minutes, she wasn't horrible, but (laughs) it definitely changed. But I don't regret anything ever. I just feel like I cannot go back to a show and not ask something like doing it again. I couldn't not ask it. And same thing with booking guests. I'm like, this person's off the show now, but they fell into my lap and I'm having them on that might, that might ban me from these three actual current people that are on the show who are bigger because they're still on the show. But at this moment saying yes to this person, I wouldn't do it any different. Like mm-hmm. Ali Ashori, who was on the sh- at the center of Shaz's sunset last season, yes. last season, he was on my show twice and he had his opinion. Did that. I mean, it got a lot of press, like did that burn my relationship with Reza and MJ and Shaz? And now these people are like, that's the guy that Ooh. took it to church with Ali. You know what? I don't know. I can tell you none of the Shaz other than Paulina, Mike's girlfriend had been on my show. I don't know, but I can't, I wouldn't have done it differently. I wouldn't have said no to Ali Shori, who is like, I want to come and talk about the actual text that Adam sent me. And did he send me his dick? And, and what I am like, this is my job. And right now today, I want to talk to you and shame on you, Reza and MJ and all these people who like, it's it, one thing has nothing to do with another. If someone, if you had someone mm-hmm. on your show that trashed me, it wouldn't bother me. It's just like, that was that show. And here I am to mm-hmm. talk about my situation. So I never regret anything, but that is the one there's, there's others. There are definitely questions I ask where I am like pinching and I'm like, Oh, that was so painful and so inappropriate. <laughs> but I have to say Amber Childers is the one time where someone's like, I just don't, I'm not going to talk about that. I, I mean, she was nice. She was like, I really would rather just not, but she was nice, but not nice. It was really clear that if I asked another question, she would have come I don't can't imagine so then I changed the subject yeah but that's enough because then that's a headline that's a like Amber Childer slams podcast host when asked (laughs) about that became a thing so I also now know because my show has gone so much media I'm like that is a story in and of itself and now because I also have to say my main goal in my interviews is the audience that is 100% what do they really want to know but there is a press element to my shows, not all of them, but there's definitely shows where I'm like, I know the headline, the headline, what the headline could be. And so like for Janice Dickinson's example, she's the world's first supermodel, had her own reality show, was on some celebrity, get me out of here. She trashed Tyra. That's all good and great. You learn. Nobody gives a fuck about Janice Dickinson. I do. She's great. But the, the headline, I'm like, this will go around the world is... What do you think of Kendall Jenner and Gigi? Forget about your 66-year-old ass. And that's not age shaming because I'm all about everyone being older. Trust me. It's just like, what will get press? Did Kendall Jenner and Gigi buy their way into the industry? Are they good? Are they real models? Or did they pay their way in? Period. The end. Is Kendall walking so Chris and all the Ks can sit in the front row I want your answer. And that, whatever she said, she could say, they're great. I don't care what, that would have gone around the world. She didn't, she slammed them and that went around the world. So like I have learned in addition to all these other stuff, it's not every show, but you learn what to go after. And I was like, this is the question. This this whole interview with Janice, as far as advertising for the show could have been one minute because this 
question will go viral. And it did. And then it's not about my ego. It's that it says click here behind the velvet rope. And now we just got a gazillion more listeners and downloads and that built. So it's all about a business to me. Right. That's a long winded answer. God. I like it though. <laughs> I mean, I hope no one thinks I'm being self-indulgent here. That's listening to this. That's but what we're here just... for though. That's <laughs> so I really do. And it's not every show, but I really do earmark when like this show is going to be pressed. And a lot of it happens without planning it. Don't get me wrong. I just had Tony Basil on. She's an eighties choreographer and singer. Like if you don't know the song, Mickey, like, Hey, Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. A lot of anyone who is like 20 something or even 35 and under doesn't probably even know this woman. And there's no press. I'm just, we're talking and you're like, you know, and then she starts talking about Michael Jackson because she's a choreographer. And she's like, well, that's what I think killed Michael Jackson. And I'm like, okay. Oh, so you learn, I'm like, David, shut the fuck up and stay on this. So forget the next 40 questions, stay on this. on this. <laughs> That's a headline. And the same thing with Megan Weaver, who was on Flipping Out with Jeff Lewis. She's on his radio show now. It's not Jenny. It's not Gage. It's not Jeff. It's Megan, the blonde. She's like his sidekick. There's not going to be any press. Listen, she works with Jeff. She's not going to talk about Jeff and Jenny falling out. I, mm-hmm. I said all this before. I, you know, she's not going to talk about the gauge and Jeff. It doesn't matter. She was on flipping out. I want her. She's, she used to work for Steven Spielberg. I was like, you know, do you have any stories? So she started talking about the story about Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't care about Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> but he's an A-list actor. And she started saying like, you know, one time Leo let me stay at his beach house because I worked with Steven all right, well, yawn, I'm not paying attention. And she's like, you know, and it was really funny because like I opened the door and like I'm there with like the guy I was dating or whatever. And it was Titanic themed. So now my ears perk off and I'm like, I don't really care about this story, but an A-list person, like I might, you always like trade up or like you learn different techniques, you know, like Michael Jackson, that is a headline. I'm like, Leonardo's cabin. Like, so wait, one of the biggest movies that has ever existed in our lives, whether you love it or hate it, is Titanic. That is a the top 10 grossing films of all time. Oh, yeah. Leo is an A-list actor. So you mean to tell me shortly after he was in this movie, which basically made his career and broke him out with Kate Winslet, he had a Malibu beach house that was renting for $25,000 a month or whatever. <laughs> and he was in the movie and it was Titanic-themed decor? That's a little <laughs> weird. And I knew just don't change the subject. And I was like, so now I you're talking about the towels. Well, like, was there a poster? Is there a poster of Leo in his own house? And this, I am telling you, Google it became, I can't even tell you how viral this non-story story became. And wow. it was all because, and I mean, she's a designer, Megan. And I said, I got her an architectural digest. It said, Megan Weaver says on David Yontes behind. And I'm like, go show this to Jeff Lewis. Like he's never been an architect. Like she was like, I can't, it was in Vanity Fair, like huge publications. Oh and I mean, she was just like, I can't believe I'm an architectural diet. Like as a designer, that's huge. Cause it said Megan Weaver design. And it's just like a year and a half ago, I would have moved on. I would have said like, that's cute, whatever. And I just knew like, no, I have a thousand questions about this. I don't care if this guest thinks I'm crazy now. And then once I get that, I'm like, oh, wow, we got that press. So it's not about press now. Now I can just go to other directions. Mm-hmm. So you kind of do all this at once while you're interviewing. I don't know. You just <laughs> learn the skills. So can we talk about Jen Aiden and, and the fallout of that? I'm, I'm really tempted to know. Here are two things. <laughs> 
I am writing a book. I've written a book. God knows mm-hmm. when it's ever coming out thanks to COVID. <laughs> and I just don't have time to focus on that, but it's in my book and I am going to do like, I just did a, a Patreon episode. Of, so that's the thing on Patreon. I talk about things. Okay. So it's on Patreon. It's not there yet, but I just did like a page. So there's a couple of episodes people have been asking for, for about a year. I just did one of like the five it's, I went to high school with Dorit Kemsley that I did. And yes, I finally I talked that. about it. I had Dana on people also want me to talk about, I was on millionaire matchmaker. Like I was on mm-hmm. the show. People want me to talk about what that's like. And Patty, people want me to talk about working for Martha Stewart. I mean, I reported into Martha Stewart. That's a whole thing. And then I, people, it will be on my Patreon account when New Jersey comes back. Really, in my opinion, I will, t- I mean, not in my opinion, this is what happened, but <laughs> everyone has their own opinion. I'm sure Jennifer's story is different. I will break down what happened in the demise of our friendship. But I can say vaguely that a lot of these housewives think it is, and listen, they they have that it's all about them. Like David's mm-hmm. disposable because if David's not going to go along with my plan, there's, this is a true story. There's yes, there's a hundred other gay boys that would probably love to be best friends with Jennifer Aiden. And she's like, you know, you, uh, she didn't say this, but it was like, you're disposable because I can go, but mm. trust me, it is more detailed. It involves another housewife. I had an ultimatum. I was mentioned at the reunion, which never, it never made it, but my name was brought up at the reunion. I've got, I know this is just not fair. It's making you, Ooh, this so we is buy like book. just listen, <laughs> Patreon, it costs four, six, nine or $12. So it just pay the damn $4 for the month and listen, but it's not out yet. But yeah, I'm just not. And that's why everyone's like, you know, you're only friends with people on TV a lot. That first of all, that's not true. I say, you work in an office 50, 60, 70 hours a week on Thursday night, even during COVID, you're doing it virtually. You have your friends from the office that you go out to happy hour with. That's how it works. I am a workaholic. I will be the, I am not, I drink coffee all day. I love vodka at night. I'm not an alcoholic. I mean, I love to drink, but I know when to stop. I mean, I get drunk, but you know, I mean, I'm not, I don't do drugs. My, I will be work is I am addicted to work. I will. So it's just natural that my friends are all connected to TV, podcasting, music, like just that's where it's, it ties into like, I can go out and I love you, but I am working at the same time. It's, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think I could have it any other way. Cause like, I would just <laughs> stay home. Yes. I know how to relax and stuff, but so that's, but at, having said that I am nobody's bitch. So like, I am very laid back is my personal life. I'm not with work, but like in my personal life, you know, Jen could be, you could be three hours late to meet me as a housewife. You could be like, I'm laid back about stuff like that. But when you think like you own me and it's like, ultimatums and like that's when I'm like no like I don't I'm not your bitch boy and yeah you don't want to feel used or anything like that yes and I mean even when we were together I used to get dms all the time all the time of people being like you know she's using you because you're gay and like that was when the whole storyline was going on with her brother and she needed a gay I'm not saying (laughs) she could be anybody but (laughs) I am telling you it ended with ultimatums and that's when like Sorry, sweetie. Like I'm a lawyer. Like you don't know. 
you don't tell me like what that. to do. Right. And if you are going to, you know, are you getting me on the show? Are you willing to spend 24 hours with me? Like I have a social life city. So yeah, if you can't be available, I, she really was like, this is, these are the people I don't want you to speak to. And here's why. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Like yeah. I can be friends with anyone <laughs> I want. And this was really before the podcast. Now I would just be like, it's business, but it really started with her being like, these are the things I don't want you to do as my friend. It had nothing to do with like problems between us. It was like, you're not allowed to speak to these people or act this way all because of how she would look on the show. Cause everyone knew we were such good friends. Mm-hmm. She's like, how is that going to look? And I'm like, Oh my God, sweetie. Like then put me on the damn show. Oh wait, you're not willing to do that. Like, no, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't answer to you. <laughs> but so there, I gave you a little something, but it's going to be very detailed when I tell the full story. I love it. And everything. Um, well, I know you're a very busy man. I was just going to ask you what your next steps were for the future. I know you have your book. Is there anything else that we should know? I mean, I'm just getting in this phase now of like, the podcast is kind of where, look, I want to continue to build book great guests, but it's just lately like, okay, now it's like, what next? Like, how does this go to the next level or what are other things that are going on out there? I feel like it's time. So there are some things in the work, nothing really solid, but I'm in the mind space of like, it's time to now kind of take this to the next level, which it's been great. It's gone to the next level, but it's kind of, it's not running itself. It's a lot of work, but things that used to like, you know, like I would never be able to interview like a Luann and an Ebony, like just back to back. Like Mm -hmm. I can prepare now and be there. And like, it just, you know, it's, you cut down on the amount of time things take. And so in a weird way, the podcast is kind of running itself, but that is a, a gross mis- overstatement. It's running <laughs> itself because I spent a gazillion hours on it. But having said that, I still have a chunk of time, probably maybe each week where I can now be thinking about the next level. I don't know. I mean, I'm open to so many different things. That's the problem with me. Like so many things sound good. Yeah, And you go down the road and you're like, well, no, that's like 50 million hours and I can't deal with that right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, listen, I think the good thing too with my show is like people come to me with opportunities now, which is good, you know? And like, I'm not one to say no. So like, I'll listen to anyone. I mean, like I just had something with iHeartRadio and like, you know, listen, I listen, listen, I'm like a New Yorker. So I just, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. There's no free lunch. There's no like this or that. So it's like, this sounds great, but really when I scratch the surface, I don't really see what I'm getting out of this. I understand what you, iHeartRadio mm-hmm. are getting out of this. And this doesn't like make my life any easier. I'm still going to work as hard. So what the hell do I, it's just things like that. So a lot of things come to me that just makes that part of it easier, but it's just like weeding through a bunch of crap and figuring out what's really right. But yeah. we are not, the podcast is not going away. It's going to stay five days a week for the foreseeable future. One day it might be four days a week and there might be two Patreon or one Patreon shows and, and people put out a podcast once a week. So yeah, it maybe will be three days a week, two days a week and maybe more paid, but not now. Like I, it's the opposite. I can't keep up fast enough and just it's staying five days a week for a while. Yay. Well, that's good for us. <laughs> I'm so glad you like it and you listen. That's amazing. Do you have a favorite guest that I've had on that you just love? I mean, I know you mentioned a bunch. You don't have to love just one. 
I know. I just, I love Jersey. Every, all my listeners know Jersey is my favorite franchise. So really? anytime you have somebody from Jersey, I'm just like, I'm like waiting, dying for you to post it. Cause I'm just obsessed with everybody Jersey, but. So you must've loved all the Kim D stuff. Yes. The that. Kim D stuff. I, even your interview with Marge, I mean, I know you guys are friends, but like, just, she's so fascinating to me. Cause she's just, I feel like she's a self-made, you know, everything. So it's like watching her, it's inspirational, you know? And like to that point, you know, when that interview was over, I mean, at one point during it, Marge even gasped. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that people, they they know what I do, but in, when you listen, like she listens, sometimes Jackie told me she listened to the Kim D shows. I'm like, really? So like some <laughs> of the, these people listen, but like, it's different. So I think you get no free passes by being my friend. So when Margaret was mm-hmm. on and I was like, you know, well, Teresa said and watch what happens you know on this I'm like this was the date she said this she's like the reason I won't reveal this is it's somebody in the group and Margaret's like I can't give you any spoilers about what to find you know what what's coming up at the reunion because it was and I was like I understand that I mm-hmm. like, I don't I'm like I don't want to get in trouble but I'm like Teresa said it's someone in the group so it's not Teresa and it's not Jackie so that leaves Jennifer Dolores Melissa or you and she's like, well, that would make sense. And I'm like, so Margaret, did you start the rumor? And she like screams <laughs> and she's like, and then like, so it's like things like that. You add I'm like, yeah, sweetie, just because we're friends. Like this is like, you on the so spot. <laughs> it really is like when you're on as a friend, I'm just like, I, I don't care. Like it, mm-hmm. you're getting it just like everybody else. And then when it was over, she was like, I'm like, what are you sweating? Like, what did you think this was like? <laughs> Let's just like file our nails and talk about how. And I try, I let like a little bit of that stuff in. Like, yeah, we're friends, but I'm really just like, let's focus on. We have, I've got questions, Margaret. Like I've yes. got questions here. And like the Kim D stuff. So like, she's been on my Patreon a lot just because she does know a lot of stuff about Louise and she keeps mm-hmm. coming to her. So she'll be back. But I love that you love the Jersey stuff. That's. I love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you've already given me a lot, but I just want to ask you, since I'm manifesting in the near future, a housewife interview that I could do, what's some advice you would give to me to achieve that? Like just as far as like getting them on your show or like, yes, (laughs) getting them on your show. Well, that is a very good place to start. Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, what, where does one begin? Let me put it this way. All in, if you listen to Behind the Velvet Rope every day, you you probably notice there are nuances in certain interviews. Certain interviews are 30 minutes. Certain interviews are an hour and a half. Like Mm -hmm. the home run is if you can just write to someone and they can say like, that sounds great. I'll come Mm -hmm. on. DMs, there are a lot of people that get back via DM. If someone won't just go rogue and do whatever, like technically by contract, every housewife and Bravo celebrity should be involving Bravo when they get a request by any Mm -hmm. podcast or anything. So there are some people that, well, I shouldn't say some, there are a lot of people and it seems to be getting more and more by the week that just follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And I think, You know, technically in the Bravo contracts, I have not seen one, but there are clauses for penalties. Like I know people that have got, like, if you speak to this podcast, you'll be docked. Like, I don't know. I mean, if you Google it, I mean, I'm not revealing much. 
So is <laughs> I that, didn't know that though. is that enforced every day? No. Do I know at least two people that have gotten a penalty against them and they had to actually, I mean, I don't know if they actually had to give money, but they kind of did, you know, cause the thing is like Bravo pays you and then you get, you get your final check after the reunion, like bonus. So like, there's not, it's not like, give us money. It's like, we owe you, you know, $200,000 more. And here is $195,000. Like you lost $5,000. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a lot of people. So if I would say like reach reaching out to people is not bad. A lot of people do check their DMS and get back. It's when someone gets, I mean, if someone gets back to you and says, great, then okay. That seems like it's, but if someone gets back to you and says, I would love to, but you need to just loop Bravo in, they can give you the name of the person to talk to. I mean, there's 800 people that, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. That is when usually you should just say thank you, but no, thank you. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I mean, it happens for me now, but it has taken a long time and it's different. I think it's just, it's different. It's like people fight now. They're like, I want to go on his podcast. Like Ebony was like, so it's like someone has to really be the forefront figure if they, but I have to tell you, people do just say that sounds great when it just seems that that answer is less and less by, this is part of why I decided to diversify. Cause when this was happening, I was like, oh my God, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. People, when, when the minute they say, so if someone writes back to you and says, you need to loop in Bravo, that meaning you have to talk to somebody at Bravo, right? Right. Like say like in like, like, like I can already tell you, like an Ebony, a Jackie Goldschneider, like I'm really good friends with Jackie. Mm-hmm. She didn't come on this past season because I didn't have time because she's like, you need, like, I just, I follow the rules. I do the right thing. You have to mm-hmm. loop in Bravo. So then looping in Bravo is really like waiting to hear back. Like as someone like a Jackie will say, like, I need to hear back that so-and-so, so you can email and CC Jack. It just doesn't work that way. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it does eventually, but yes, it's them saying like, you need to get permission from Bravo. And that is where Bravo will 99% just say, we're going to pass it. Very nice about it every time. Mm-hmm. They just, and I have to tell you, Bravo, as far as different forms of media podcasts are at like the top of their no list. Oh, because their rationale is if the longer you talk, the like more you the spill. Long, yes. The long and more someone's going to make a mistake that they do not want them to make. Mm. Look, they're just doing their job. If I was in PR at Bravo, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to have any talking about race relations and this and that. You know, she does it so well, but there's just things like, like for instance, right. Then they're also involved a lot of times in the call. Sometimes these calls are not just me and one other person. And really, so that's the thing. And that's where it's like, my skills come in of like, I have to ask about this, but trust me, you're, you're going to be fine. I'm going to ask about it in such a non. So some of my shows have less drama and you can usually tell if you pay attention closely, like, huh, I think lots of people were on this call with David. It's not that I'm scared of all these people. It's that you will literally get a call after and be like that, 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 and that has to get edited out. I don't need to say yes. I don't, but 
you know, you want the working relationship. I do mm-hmm. have to say too, though, is when people want things edited out, it's usually never the right thing. Knowing how to do the press now, it's you're always like, that is not even close to what you should want edited out. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. And so, yeah. So, but I mean, that's a long answer with like, if you can just get a yes from someone and then hold your breath and there's no follow-up about check with this one. And it seems to be like a date and time you are a home run. I do have. And so, I mean, I see a difference. Like when I first started, it was a non, it just didn't work. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. friends with a lot of these people, but I think now it's just that like, Bravo works with me and now we're all fun and happy and but it took like forever Mm -hmm. and other networks are kind of the same they might be better I think personally I do but like the hills and all that MTV is involved I had people from the real world the real world homecoming on MTV was involved so yeah like if someone it's like it's not like you would ever go to the network it's that people will say to you make sure for everything selling sunset certain people will say make sure you loop in netflix that is when it's not a no but it becomes a whole to do because mm. think about it like they're not and let me tell you if a show is failing or needs the ratings it's not what you think Because I would say something like, well, Dallas ratings suck. Sorry, just being honest. They don't think of it that way. Bravo does not say you're right. Your audience is 89% Bravo. And Carrie Brigham is having a horrible season. And you're right. If she comes on your show, we can redeem her. And people will watch Dallas. They They don't think like that. It's not people argue with me, but I don't get it. It's good promotion. I'm like, they don't see it that way. They just see it like, why? Yeah, that's, that's I'm not trying to discourage <laughs> you. I'm just saying direct contact with a person and people will say yes. I find like a lot of the old timers, like we'll say like Luann DeLaSette, she's not doing whatever the fuck she wants. Ramona, Margaret, like people that are, but that's not true. Cause like a Teresa follows all the rules. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, Mind you, I think part of it's also good cop, bad cop. I think that's mm-hmm. a really easy cop out when you don't really want to do something. You're like, check with Bravo because they will basically say no. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do you really not want to do this? But I'm not trying to discourage you. I just think you start with, I would just DM people. It it works. Okay. It has worked, but yeah. it works enough when you are getting started that you will have some yeses just without anyone being involved. Okay. I'm going to start with Marge. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Marge. And then, okay, that's the other thing. Like during filming is a whole different thing. They're busy. Like, right. And like Bravo would never, like you just, they would never, like even if a network on it, but Bravo would never say no. It's literally, I mean, we never say yes. They're like, yeah, they're just- they'll only deal with you if it gets turned over that, like when it's time, like the season's mm-hmm. back. And normally it's not happening during the first four weeks or the last, it's that middle chunk of like, fine, Margaret's done, you know, good morning America and this and that. And like, fine, Mm -hmm. fine. She could do it now. Mm -hmm. It's like that. So it's the timing. Yeah. Awesome. And the non housewives and non cast members, depending upon a lot of things, don't really have the same contract. So that's like, like, Mike's girlfriend, Paulina, like I was able to get her without Bravo. And I've gotten a lot of people without Bravo, but just 
my advice is if they say work with Bravo, at least at this point in your career, your time is probably better spent finding the next person that you can just DM without them saying that. Yes. Than going down the Bravo road. And no, it won't hurt you to send an email, but you have to just gauge your level of frustration of like, if you're one of those who's like, that person didn't answer me. And now there's 13 people. You're just going to be like, fuck these people. But you can do it. Like you just, you, you, you can do it. Like just reach out to people directly. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for, it was so nice to meet you and everything. Sorry. I'm so long winded. No, I love the long winded answers. It helps me. Yeah. And I also tell people when I go on other shows, if I've annoyed the hell out of you here today and you're so sick of hearing me <laughs> and you think I'm so self-indulgent, you should still listen to Behind the Velvet Rope because it is, I do not speak. I ask questions and then I shut up and I get answers for you. You will not hear any. He really does not any, speak, guys. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like I will stay on it if there's something good. And if not, we change the subject on the next question, like, cause it's a limited piece of writing. So it will be a much different. And I really do feel there are people that most of the people that listen to me, love me and they tell me how great I am, but there are people that tell me how much they hate me. And yet they listen. And that to <laughs> me is like, that is where I want to be. It's like, you can hate me and you can tell me you aren't going to listen, but you love Roni. So when I have Luann on and next week I have Ebony on and oh wait, you love New Jersey and I just had Mark, like you now are listening because you mm-hmm. hate me, but you want to know what Ebony says on my show. Cause you know that I fucking go there and I will not ask Ebony the buttoned up question. So You can hate me all you want, but you just listened because you can't help yourself because you love Roni so much. That to me is like, you can hate me all fucking day. (laughs) I'm okay with that. But so there you go. So I don't talk, but it's behind the velvet rope. And on Instagram, it's at behind velvet rope. And I really will come back on anytime you would like. So hopefully I didn't annoy you too much. You did not. I'll probably definitely take you up on that. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. If you're ever in the New York area, I'm going to be in LA soon, but not up West. But if I'm ever in the Bay area, I will look you up too, but keep, keep in touch. Yes. And you have to give me some advice on BravoCon and where to, where to, I have, oh, yeah. I'm thinking about doing it solo. So I just need some advice on that. I will give you all of the advice. I have such mixed feelings myself on what I will be doing. Okay. I can't see not going, but I am dreading it. I'm dreading it. Yeah, it's going to be did a you go to the? You didn't go to the last one. I did not. No, I didn't have anyone to go with again. So I was like, okay. Do I, I will go? listen. So if low. I go and I probably will go, it's just awkward. It's just going to be awkward. Like photo yeah. off. Like, hey, Meredith. Hey, Lisa. Yeah. I'm not being arrogant at all. I just need to no, like, figure out how to do it. Because at the end of the day, I this is a business and I am not a fan anymore Mm -hmm. and i am a fan but like i care more about the business yeah and it's a fan event obviously but i still might go but i can i can help break it down for you and explain how it works so you can call me with that too because that is a whole nother where are you staying do you know um double tree in chelsea i believe oh, i think wow. probably like on 24th that's like four blocks from me or so i was gonna say i need to know where it's gonna be though that's the thing is because i was like everybody because okay and let me tell you something I don't want to spoil too much details, but I might be organizing something that whole weekend too, because let's me just say, and I, 
I'm doing it with someone else, but you know, okay. BravoCon is mostly for current Bravo talent. They did have the OGs last time with like Jill and Adrian, but there's a lot of people I know that are ex Bravo people. And so mm. stay tuned. It's, I'm doing it with an ex Bravo person who needs to step up to the plate. I will not plan all this, but could you imagine all the people that don't get tickets to BravoCon? What if there was a something else? with like Kim D and Kathy Wakili and, and Taylor Armstrong. And this is not, this may not happen, but there's a lot of people that didn't go to BravoCon that might've come for something else, but there's just, mm-hmm. it's in the beginning stages. So just stay tuned for that too. And we even if you go to BravoCon, there's things at night. Like what if there was a dinner with Kim D and Kathy Wakili and, and Adrian? That's where I would like, right. would like to be. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like there's things. So it's like, I don't know, this is all, but there's someone else that approached me of like, should we do this? And I'm like, there's a lot of things that I don't know how to do, but yes, we should figure this out. So just stay tuned, but I'll help you with BravoCon too. It is three nonstop days and you are going to have to make life altering decisions. Like literally it's going to be like nine to 10 AM. Do you go to the lecture with the OGs and listen to Jill Zarin and um, Adrian Maloof and Gina Keogh? And Kim Richards talk about the good old days, or do you go for your picture with, you know, Kyle and Sutton happening at the same time, two different locations, you choose a, so it's like, it's literally Sophie's, there's three things. And then for lunch, are you doing the Southern charm? You want to go have lunch with Craig and chef and, and the boys and drink with Patricia Altual, or do you want to go get a picture with the entire cast of Roni? Or do you want to go to a lecture on like, I don't know, below deck or something? Mm-hmm. It, I see why they're doing it and people do disperse. Some things are more, but you'd be shocked. It's not like you see the same people. People are doing different things, but these are the decisions that you are going to have to make hour Ugh. by hour. So even if you're here, you're just going to be like, there's a lot of things that I'm just missing out on because they're happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Unless, okay. unless they change it. But stay tuned. We will keep in touch and I will help guide you with all that. I will. Let's stay in touch. And everyone who wants to follow me on Instagram at behind velvet rope. Very simple. There's no the, just at behind velvet rope. Yes. And listen to his podcast because it's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I'll see you soon. Thanks, David. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.